Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio, and this is a series on entrepreneurship. This is uh, episode three, and it's just really uh, some things I've been thinking about for a long time about the viewing, rather than viewing entrepreneurship as a, you know, careful, analytical, strategic process, viewing it more as just an act of creation, right? A creative act, an act of art, you know, where the business really becomes the blank canvas. And it also becomes the vehicle for forcibly inserting your opinion into the world. Now, when you look at business that way, you know, closer to art as a creative act, it brings up some interesting emotional and sort of psychological challenges. Number one is that you've got to be prepared for you know, to be, I don't know if it's to be wrong. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. It's you've, you've got to be prepared for people to not understand what you're trying to do because it's new. Like how often have we heard in entrepreneurship, you know, it's, it's like Uber for X. It's like Twitter for X, where there's always this comparison of, I'm just trying to create something like this for a different model. Sorry, for a different audience. And, and those businesses, again, are interesting. They're sort of incremental change or incremental difference or incremental improvement. But the businesses we're talking about here often have never been done before. And if that's true, it's never been done before, then you, are gonna, you just have to be prepared for some blank stares. Right? And you have to figure out how to, what feedback is worth listening to? I, I mean, I think it's all worth listening to. What feedback is worth considering and acting on and what isn't? Because the normal pattern of gathering a focus group, can you imagine? Can you imagine that type of entrepreneur? I, I hesitate to use this example, but think of Steve Jobs having a focus group when he first created the iPod, right? The first iPod. I mean, what the focus group would have been like, hey, wait, it, many of you won't even remember, but Google it, the Sony Walkman, right? Could you just make it a little smaller, Steve? I liked my play button, but instead he put a flywheel. He put a flywheel on a music player. And it didn't matter what the focus group said. And it really didn't matter what the world said. We didn't even know we wanted that, right? And now we can't imagine living without it. Because Steve said... Boom, I'm going to put this into the world. So, but when you first do that sort of thing, you have to be prepared for the, huh, right? I, I don't know that I like that. So figuring out, being understanding that we have to, you know, number one, that we have to be prepared for those sort of blank stares, interesting feedback, and we have to understand what we have to learn to navigate, what feedback's valuable, well, I mean, it's all valuable, but what feedback we should act on and what feedback we should ignore. Now, the second thing that I think is important here is as a creative entrepreneur, which I think almost all knowledge workers are, as a creative entrepreneur, we have to deal, be prepared to deal with uncertainty, sort of irreducible uncertainty. Like we don't know if this is going to work. It's sort of this act as Seth Godin likes to say, and I love this sort of I love this phrase, right? It's, it's the act of somebody saying to the world, here, I made this thing. I hope you like it. Now, embedded in that is the chance that, be, is the, chance that the world won't. Right? And Seth often refers to that too. He often says he loves to do things that might not work. 
And so embedded in this idea of act and act entrepreneurship as an act of creativity is the idea that it may not work. And you've got to be prepared emotionally to deal with that uncertainty. And the interesting thing, of course, is that that uncertainty is just reality. It's true in all. Like It may not work to keep your stable, steady job at the accounting firm either. You know what I mean? Like There's uncertainty in everything. And there's a lot of really interesting work done on, on this interesting academic work done on this subject, really around somebody's tolerance for ambiguity. And I think to a large degree, this may be one thing that separates somebody who should entrepreneur from somebody who shouldn't. And, and I believe everybody should, but I know in my heart that for some people, it's just not the right fit. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've got friends and family members that are that way. It's just not the right fit. It's not in their sort of emotional and mental makeup, and that's no problem. And it's mainly because their tolerance for ambiguity is low. So I think one measure of the willingness or ability or the ability to survive the act of entrepreneuring is your tolerance for ambiguity, or in other words, your ability to deal with uncertainty. And I think that emotion... Now, there's a lot of things we can do. I've talked about these before. I view them as sort of the below the waterline elements of being an entrepreneur. And we think, and by below the waterline, I think, like, think of an iceberg. You see the tip of the iceberg above, and we think that's what it means to entrepreneur, right? Build spreadsheets, be creative, you know, be a hipster, like whatever it is that we point at and say that's entrepreneuring. Below all of that is, I think, the most important and biggest stuff. And part of that is doing the things physically to increase your ability to handle uncertainty. Increase your... And I think of it as putting air in the shocks. Anybody who mountain bikes, you also understand this with a car, right? If, you're, if your shocks don't work, any little bump you hit is going to hurt. But if, there are, if there's air in your shocks, right, you may not even feel that bump. And that air in the shocks to a large degree is sort of how you're feeling physically. So things like diet and sleep and exercise... All of those things. That's why I think there's this big movement in sort of the the startup world towards mindfulness and taking time to meditate. It's just putting air in the shock so we can deal with the uncertainty of entrepreneuring. So that wraps up episode three in this series on entrepreneurship. And we're going to keep going. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love your stories, your feedback. How have you dealt with the emotional element of being an entrepreneur. The email address is hello at behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com.